Okay, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Demon Fighters with two dads that are just still trying to figure out their lives and being parents at the same time. I'm your host, Chris Holbrook, alongside Eric Beam. We need to cut that and keep that as our intro. That? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. I liked it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess like last episode, we'll start out with how our week was. Mine was a pretty roller coastery. But you can go first. Okay. Uh, so today or this week was like the last week of my uh, first part of my networking class. Like I'm going to school for uh, computer science. So I was trying to work on that. And then this was also the first week of my son going to school at his new school. And uh, all that pick up and drop off shit was actually really simple. Uh, I think I started having problems like probably Thursday. Actually, the whole week kind of sucked because like I had to I had to get certain things throughout the week, like dog food and stuff like that. And then I was like trying to drive and make money at the same time and try to go and be there at my son's school. So it was kind of just complicated because like doing Uber with uh, fucking. COVID-19 is not easy, but it's doable. And then I was just having some problems because, like, I go through these rushes all the time, these head rushes, and, like, I get really bad anxiety, and then I obviously get irritable. So uh, it's kind of hard to, like, battle that kind of stuff out while you're trying to, like, be productive in parenting at the same time. Decline. I can't talk to you right now, Dale. Uh, but I, I I ended up like pulling through, and uh, was able to decompress some. But then I was taking my final this week. It's just kind of hard to like do school and have a, kids in your room playing video games because they don't really get the concept of be quiet. Like, hey, I have to pass this test or. I have to pay the money back that I got for to go to school. <laughs> right. So. You said you lived in a Marvel movie this whole weekend. Yeah. All I heard was like Marvel music Fortnite. and fucking Fortnite. And <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. But it's another done week in the books. Yeah. So my week was kind of up and down too. So Monday was <clears throat> Monday was decent. Tuesday was pretty good. Started the morning with jujitsu and then work. And then my last call Tuesday night was kind of just a, a frustrating customer. And then Wednesday, um, went to work, no jujitsu. That's when it just, it started off bad with no jujitsu, but, uh, went to work Wednesday and then Wednesday night, I got stuck on another call that was like, just dumb, like just poor install. I had to fix a bunch of stuff because it was a 90% furnace. If anyone knows what that is, they condensate when they heat. So it, there was like a drywall damage. There was all kinds of stuff. So oh. it turned into a big old mess. Kind of freaked out a little bit on my manager, sort of. Supposed to have my review Thursday morning after all that, but uh, that got pushed to Friday. So went to work Thursday, did jujitsu in the morning pretty good day Thursday which was probably a blessing from the universe to give me that kind of space before going into my review 
So went into my review on Friday. Everything went pretty good. The only thing he said that I really need to work on is like attitude, obviously. So that's, we all have room for growth. I'm definitely not the best. Don't have it all figured out. I kind of just explained to him that, you know, I'm just have some personal stuff going on and stuff like that. So talked it out with them. They just basically want more communication, you know, with them and stuff to know when I'm at that point. So that went pretty good. And then Friday. So yeah, that was Friday. Friday was a pretty good day. I worked a little bit late, but whatever. Got home in a little bit of a bad mood. Then we had the kids all weekend. Um, Saturday morning, me and Jackson and Maddox went to jujitsu. And while we were gone, um, my, the baby was supposed to be taking a nap, but he wasn't. And uh, he had a poopy diaper, so Grandma was changing him. And when she was changing him, uh, my great-grandma, who's on hospice, uh, fell and split her forehead open. So, unfortunately, Chris had to be witness to all that. And But, yeah, I'm just thankful he was there to at least watch the baby while uh, my grandma had to take her to the hospital. So... Fun stuff in the in the Beam household. Yeah, that was a that was a really <laughs> loud hit. Lots of blood. How many? Sti- she got a good eight stitches, I Something think. Something like right? that. Yeah, it was a good. It looked like somebody two inch gash shocked her in the eye. Two black eyes. For people that don't know, I have my ninety four. She's ninety four. Twenty six. Yeah, she's ninety four, and she's on hospice and has dementia and things like that. So just kind of been rapidly declining over the past year and my great and my grandmother her daughter is kind of her caretaker and nurse so they both live with us and grandma helps out a lot with the kids and stuff like that so it's just uh it's worked out for all of us but it is definitely an added stress as a young 27 year old trying to figure yourself out yeah so. yeah it's a lot of uh you had a lot of generations in this household five five generations <laughs> and it's crazy i mean it's a it's a blessing but yeah but it's hard though because like it's hard to manage like how everybody's attitude's gonna be or you know if she's gonna have a good day because if she's not gonna have a good day then it's probably gonna like throw everybody else off lots of personalities to to balance with too definitely and then political views we're split on almost everything (laughs) like that there's like only a few things that everybody gets along with like the mandalorian and yeah that's our show together yeah (laughs) we had a pretty good conversation today she was getting irritated with my views on coronavirus but whatever (laughs) yeah you know like it's kind of hard to we're from like a different like she's from like a i don't know when she she's what would you say she's like a 50s she was born in she's 72 or something like that like a 40s early 50s late 50s somewhere in that generation she was born yeah Yeah, so like back then baby boomer i guess yeah i guess that would be a baby boomer for sure okay boomer yeah (laughs) so like but then she's She's also got all this, like, information about the medical field. But then, like, she's not a virologist, so she can't really, like, tell us, like, everything to do because it's a complex virus. Even Dr. Fauci doesn't even know what's really going on. So, like, I, you got to either take it with a grain of salt. Like, you could either, like, keep yourself locked up or you can be out and about and just try to be as safe as you can. It. If it's going to get you, it's going to get you. It's kind of like herpes. 
Yeah, unfortunately, it struck pretty close to my family. It hasn't affected anybody directly in my family other than my uncle now has it. So yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. We'll see how that plays out. So far, my sister is the I only one in okay. my family that's got that. That's right. So They're all young, too, so her, Parker, and kids. Yeah. So good immune system. I'm sure her immune system is great working in the prison. <laughs> yeah, know, I would hope. For sure. But, uh, yeah, that's been a it's been a fun weekend yeah me and my grandma were kind of talking to about the addiction and stuff with my mom and my grandma was telling me how she's like i never did drugs until i was 50 and that was a whole a whole crazy 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 time when we lived in bullhead city like i remember so how young was i um it's probably maybe aiden was like two he's now 15 so 13 years ago, I'm 27. It's like 13? 13, 14, maybe. I think I was even a little bit younger than that. Maybe he was one. I don't know. But anyway, we're staying home with my grandma, and something, she was she was tripping on something. I mean, her drug of choice was meth back then, so she was a, a nurse, so that kind of benefited her with being able to work doubles and, and all that stuff, so it was kind of her, her thing. But, uh, 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 makes sense. Yeah. So me and my little brother were, we were at home and my, my dad had, my mom and dad had come home and she, she had done something to where I was like super scared and me and him were like hiding in the room. And so my mom and dad came home. That was like a huge blow up fight. And then my grandma left. And since she had all the bills in her name, she actually ended up turning off the power to the house when we were staying in it. So that was pretty intense. <clears throat> yeah. But that led to my my stepdad at the time. He was doing a construction worker, and he went and got a generator so we can at least have some sort of power. And um, so... He kind of like wired it to the power box and stuff like that. But one night they had, they left to go to, I think the casino to go gamble and drink and stuff like that. But me and my little brother had stayed home. So someone called the cops because they heard the generator and they thought it was uh, like a carbon monoxide situation. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> so the cops ended up showing up and they took me and my little brother to a foster care for like a weekend. So that all stemmed from, from her doing drugs. So I just like, I remember that night really vividly, mm -hmm. unfortunately. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just tired of the addiction in my family, you know, the drugs in general. So it's just part of wanting to stop the cycle. You know? Yeah. For sure. So it's just been going on for generations and generations, and I don't want to. I don't want to do it anymore. So it's kind of the an inspiration for for this show, and wanting to you know, let people know about your situation. Yeah. Well, the your your past. My yeah, my demons. Yeah, your demons is what the show's all about. Yeah, but we get through it. Yeah. And obviously, we still have a good relationship and all that stuff, but you know, I I I can't describe it very well right now. But I can like 
picture it in my brain, you know? Yeah. That was, that was not fun. It was, I just remember the, the psychosis, basically, of, of everyone, you know, just the, the chaotic nature of the situation, and it was weird as fuck being in a, like, foster center where you don't know anybody, so. Yeah, exactly. I would just hang out in the nursery with my brother, and just hang out with him as much as I could, so. It was a trip. <laughs> yeah, it sounds crazy, man. That was when I was back living with my mom after not being with her for, for four years. So, welcome back, you know, type thing. So, and it's, the addiction has still gone on with her. So, I don't know. I don't know what could motivate her to not do it anymore. Yeah, that's always a question, you know? right? Is like, what what's going to make them stop? Is it going to... Like, well, how far does it have to go to make them stop? Like, somebody possibly overdosing or... Which going, I've seen. <laughs> or going to prison. Which, yeah. Which my stepdad's been through. But but then again, that, that kind of, like, adds on to it, too. So, like, you were... It's kind of hard. It just gets down to the point of, like, do you have the willpower to stop? And if not, then you need to go to rehab and actually stay. But then... Is, there's just how, how many, many rehabs you have to go to so many factors to it because like yeah exactly five six seven you know yeah because my uncle went to rehab and he still ended up in prison yeah i mean the crazy part is it is they're like they're functional you know it's so they've figured out how to do it enough you know functional to a sense yeah, yeah. not not really ever striving for greatness you know yeah like so. uh they're basically just filling the minimum requirements to get what they need yeah and you know what actually growing up with addiction in your family i think it at least for me i think it kind of subconsciously takes away from your self-worth like you feel like something's more important than you are you know so i feel like that's kind of a lot of my issues is having like self-confidence problems you know because I don't know. You just feel like something's more important than you, which I don't know. I guess I never really paid attention to until I had, you know, my own kids. Yeah, yeah, because, like, that's how it was with uh, booze and my dad. Like, my dad has always been a really bad alcoholic Yeah. from the start. And, like, he's never been – he's never – I don't think he's ever, like, touched any other substance, like – he was in the vehicle with somebody that was smoking weed once and then after that he just like swore that he was going to kill his kids if he ever found out they were smoking weed oh, no. joke's on him though i got a podcast about it <laughs> um but when but like uh it it increased more when he came back from iraq because he thought because like i think the way that he he was thinking was like if i tell people you know my issues what's going on like his demons then everybody's gonna think less of him yeah. you know i guess that's probably been one of my fears too for a long time so he just turns to the sauce like my dad's never gotten mental health help or anything like that like he doesn't recognize that he has an issue like mm-hmm. but he but when i was a kid he did tell me about like what happened in iraq and stuff i was like maybe 12 and he was like telling me basically like all the stuff that happened and like how his platoon like, like his craziest memories a lot of his dudes in his platoon died from a daisy chain ied they just got blown up like a and there's just like a whole line of like rounds underground pressure plate 
So like once enough weight was on it, just detonated. And they were tied together. Like yeah, and they were said. picking up like uh, body parts and stuff like that and putting them in their bags. Jeez. So, I mean, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. But then again, like, do you let okay. your problems affect what's going to happen to your children? Or like, do you let your problems get to you so badly that you don't talk to anybody and you just sit there and drink? That's what my dad does. Yeah. Like, he'll have little conversations and everything. And like, he'll be all like, you know, like touchy feely, like want to hug and stuff like that when, when he's drunk. Mm-hmm. And that, I feel like that's when he f- might feel that that's himself. The, the, how he wants to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like numb, basically. And he doesn't have to feel anything. Because I know he's seen a lot of fucked up shit in the prison, too. He's been there since the 90s. Yeah. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean. That's how my, I think that's a lot how my stepdad is. When he was like 10, somewhere between 10 and 12, his dad pretty much left his mom and drove out of the driveway and said like you're the man of the house so i think and then obviously drugs and alcohol in high school went to prison i think he did like 10 years on and off yeah so i think he's just seen a lot of shit a lot of guilt a lot of you know all that stuff so i feel like they're kind of similar in that aspect yeah i mean it's just it's a lot of men it yeah but it i like a um i feel like like entertainers and stuff like that um they can just they want to let people know their problems like that's what i do a lot i let people know my problems even if i just met them yeah like i would i would like to be stronger in that aspect but like i do it so that they feel more comfortable too like like you haven't they have nothing to hide yeah yeah like i'm just an open book and i feel like that's important because like then then you don't really know like what somebody's really about like what their true natures are you know a lot of comics talk about that, like especially Whitney Cummings. She likes, she likes people that are like openly weird because she knows everyone's weird. So she wants like, I don't know. She feels more comfortable with people that are have like she feels like they have nothing to hide. Just like I said. Yeah, that's what's. Im- I feel like it, yeah. that's important because like, then you, you if somebody is having an issue, like then they feel like they could talk to you like maybe you might be able to alleviate whatever problem they're having on because you're going to give them a different perspective on the situation but like uh yeah and i and when we first had alex i kind of started recognizing i have a problem like i was drinking the day that he was born like after he'd like popped out and everything and everything was golden like i went home to go get some stuff i just started slamming beers yeah like pounded them i just chugged like three or four beers and then uh finally went back to the hospital and then i left with my family to get food got drunk you know acted a fool but that's because i didn't know what to do like i was happy but then i was nervous at the same time so what do i turn to every day period was booze yeah so yeah i mean but i think it is important to like it because i know I know I'm not the only person that like replays things in their head all the time, you know, like situations you could have done better on or situations that, you know, you know, you hurt somebody at. Stella, what are you doing over there? Yeah, that's what I mean by the difference in, in, um, demons that I didn't have control of. And then demons that I've created myself, you know, mm-hmm. with relationships and, and kids like that and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause I'll be driving sometimes and I'll be like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, and then I was like, well, I can't change the situation now. Like, right. 
but then you always say that you're going to do better but then sometimes you just fall back into the same place so like is it like uh muscle is it like muscle memory that you repeat the same things that you've seen or i guess that would be more or less a reaction i feel like reactions a lot of time are um created from subconscious subconscious things you know that come into the conscious world like a lot of the times i'll be thinking about something and then something else will happen in in the actual present moment where i'll get irritated with more irritated with that because of what i was thinking about you know Mm -hmm. so i don't know i feel like that transfers a lot to to me you know because i'm slightly thinking about something and then oh this thing just pissed me off because the way i was thinking about x y or z yeah so yeah and then like it's hard like you get heated and you got your kids around you like it's super hard to like control yourself and like and then they'll do something that pisses you off even more and you're just like i don't like some points sometimes you just get to the point where you're like i don't even i don't even know if i could be a parent you know like because you get so because i get so mad sometimes at the littlest things like i was trying to fix this thing on Fortnite the other day and i'm trying to get these fucking points that i had bought like a week ago for alex and i had to go to my computer and then it just kept signing up a different xbox account that wasn't even mine like it was just creating them for me so that way i could uh submit it to like a fort might get into my Fortnite account and i'm mm-hmm. like are you fucking kidding me dude i was getting so mad i'm like why do you play this stupid fucking game like <laughs> this game is so dumb dude i don't even know why you buy this sh- like you had me get this stuff like this is ridiculous and then he's just like i didn't I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where the points are on there. And I'm like, well, next time you're just going to get them from the Xbox. Yeah. And then like, you know, I just kind of went through it and I'm like, dude, like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad at the situation. Like, yeah. I don't want, I don't want to be mad because I can't get this thing down because I feel, cause I'm just going, I'm already angry about something. So it's clouding my thoughts. Right. But, I mean, needless to say, I got it done. He got a stupid fucking ghostwriter skin. But, like, <laughs> it, the, like, uh, those things add up big time, those points. Like, they, they just, I just wish kids, kids like, kind of understood what the concept of money is. And, obviously, that's, like, something that we have to teach them. But, like, even then, I don't even think that they would even get the point because they're too young. They just think that you're mate. You got so much money. That's what they think. Like all kids think that for some reason. Like, yeah, that's the unfortunate part. It, this fool Jackson, like when he cut his pants, like I had to explain to him, dude, do you got twenty bucks to get some new pants? Or, yeah, or what? You know, and uh, I don't know. He's been my problem child. Yeah, <laughs> he he is. I don't know so much so much like me in the aspect of he needs to be fully engaged with something at all times mm-hmm. that, that really takes up brain power you know that's not just something to, to pass time like that i think that's why he bounces around on things so much like he go he like starts basically ADHD, he likes, yeah he like never. starts like he builds like these like elaborate forts and then he'll like abandon them and he'll want to go do something else and, and then want to go do jujitsu and then fighting and then he wants to play Fortnite and then turn that off and then go over here he's like a 
literally like an energizer bunny. Bing, 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 Straight bing. up today, that's and how like back that's how uh, Maddox and Jackson both are like sprinting back and forth from like it's like circuit training with with things to do. Like, yeah, it's it's intense, but that, that's definitely how I was as a kid, and why I took you know harder classes in high school because I I kind of recognize that I'm like this shit's kind of boring, you know. So. I, I don't know. I got to figure out. That's my job as a parent to figure out a way to make him use that in a positive aspect. You know what I mean? Yeah. He could be like a, a bomb businessman with all that multitasking energy, you know? Yeah. But he's a wild child right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then he's the oldest, so he's bad example, unfortunately, sometimes for the other boys. And Grayson's learning to talk back. and But... They're boys. I mean, it's, I can't, uh, I've learned to choose my battles with them, but sometimes I'm just like one little, you choose your battles. And then the one thing you do choose with, they want to super fight back. And you're like, listen here, motherfucker. I've already let you get away with X, Y, and Z. So come on, dude, help me out here. Yeah. Right. They don't ever see what you've given them. They, or, you know, or, Hey, let's go for a bike ride. I'm like, all right, that sounds good. But we're going to bring our bat and our ball and our football and we're going to bring this and that. And I'm like, how are you like, well, who's going to carry that? Yeah. Like, who the fuck's going to carry that shit? <laughs> First of all, how long I know a bike I'm, ride do you want to go on? I'm going to end shit. up carrying that. And, you know, it's just like, uh, I don't know. They're crazy. And I've tried to explain to Jackson. I'm like, it, dude, I can't take you to go do fun things if you don't behave inside of the house. Like, right. Because it's like, so embarrassing to take an unbehaved child out to go do something gotta spank him in public or yell at him or grab him and oh i hate it yeah it's embarrassing as fuck but i'll do it i'll smack a kid in fucking public <laughs> i'm just kidding no i'll, sp- I'll definitely give him a whooping for sure yeah i used to situation. do like the quick swap on the back of the head and like that used to scare the shit out of alex like that or i'll grab him by the arm pretty strongly and be like listen here dude like just kind of let him know that i'm getting angry yeah (laughs) it's kind of like how do you figure out what you do like what you can do and then like the punishments or disciplines that you can do because like it doesn't like some things might have worked on you but it definitely doesn't work on one or two of them it's just like it's hard to decide like how you're gonna be the uh authoritarian in your in in your like family and what level too you know i don't like like i was explaining before i don't want my kids to grow up with any demons that basically that i've given them mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i don't want to beat the shit out of them i don't want to scream at them so i'm trying to find this middle balance where i don't have to do that you know yeah my, my sometimes you i just i have to get to that point for this fool to listen yeah my mom tried so many things man like yeah. she tried grounding me which that didn't really work because I just got used to being grounded because I was just grounded all the time. <laughs> uh, like a little background of my parents. Like both of my parents um, were in the army. That's where they met. And then they got out of the army after I had g- got spinal meningitis when I was a kid. And then uh, they thought I was going to die and shit. And then so they moved closer to the family here in Arizona in the Florence area. And uh, they both started working at the prison, so they became, like, these hardened fucking motherfuckers from the, the get-go. And my mom used to treat me like an inmate. She would, like, flip my bed and shit like that whenever I was in high school, like, looking for drugs. They thought I was on methamphetamines like for a water. while. 
Yeah, but I always throw water on me. <laughs> uh, when she was mad, she'd throw fucking school books at me and stuff like that. And she would just like, what? I think like the biggest thing she would tell me all the time when I was in trouble is just like, you're just like your dad. Mm. Like, why don't you go live with your dad? You're just like him. Like she. I mean, I understand getting to that level of angry. That was like I've, I can beat into my head like, all the time. I was like, you're just like your dad. And yeah, I'm like, I don't, don't want to be like him. You know, so I would get madder. Yeah, you know, I. That's another thing too. I don't want to tell them things like, "Oh, you're so naughty," or things like. I don't want them to get to a point where you might have subconsciously got to a point where you're like, "Oh, I'm just like my dad." I might and then as she well would, keep yeah, drinking. And I'm then just she like would my tell. Dad. I might as well keep drinking. You she know? would tell me also. She would like call every fucking immediate family member that we had and let them know what I did, so everybody knew what I was. What I was oh, all the for. grandmas, all the nanas, everyone knows. Yeah, my no- she would take me to my Aunties. nanas, and like my nana would be like the mediator in between me and my mom, and we would just sit there and fucking argue the whole time. It was it was bad, but after like oh nine, when my my nana did die, like I that was hard for me because like I felt like I had lost my mom because like my mom was always just like my disciplinary person so like i never really felt like i was getting like the motherliness but that's just because i was in so much trouble all the time and i couldn't control like i fucking hated school like i was a complete opposite i didn't i already knew i didn't give a fuck about school so i just didn't go or (laughs) i just felt like i was going to do something else with my life like this or comedy or be a soldier or some shit like that and for a long time, like, when I was, like, in high school and then, like, a little bit out of high school, I was like, I'm not even going to make it. I'm not even going to make it out of this shit. Like, I'm going to eventually die or something like that. Like, because, like, all my friends were dying at the time. So, I'm like, I'm going to be next. Yeah, I could see how that you could feel like that. There's a lot of people from our, that we went to school with that in, like, uh, a five-year period. That was, yeah. That was intense. Yeah, it was like a fucked up version of a reunion. Like, death was just slowly getting everybody from Florence. Like, yeah. Final Destination type shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's. It's a. Uh, it's a crazy life we live. Yeah, and then I was really hard on my stepdad too. So, like, if anybody's a stepdad out there, like, I can understand like how a teenager could be a complete dick to you. Like, because they think that you're coming into their life, which you are, mm-hmm. and then, like, you're trying to take control, but it's just because you're trying to have a relationship with his mom, not because they're just, like, moving in, like, picked him, like, he's, like, he's going to be a good manager for my kids yeah. type shit, you know? I would hope she's at least thinking about that a little bit. Not, like, manager, but... <laughs> yeah, like, help role me, model help me fucking rein these little shits in. They're bad. At least role model. Yeah, because, like, my stepdad's a dope dude. Like, he graduated from Clemson. Like, he's a big wig at Walmart Distribution. Like, he's a super intelligent dude. And I wish I would have learned from him more when I was younger instead of just defying him the entire time. Yeah, right. But, I mean, I got time still. But, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. You just kind of look back at things and you're like, well, I should have done this differently. But I wasn't really thinking about stuff like that back then. I didn't have as, like... uh, clear as clear ahead or i wasn't really thinking as logically as i should have been and right yeah and, and how your mom was kind of a disciplinarian my mom was uh kind of the opposite of it i mean we had a really open relationship i would 
I think I got my first phone at like 12 or something like that with the prepaid minutes and stuff. Yeah, I had a Nokia in fifth grade. Yeah, so I would just text her, hey, I'm going over here. Or I'm call her and say, hey, I'm going, can I go over here to X, Y, and Z or whatever. Yeah. So we had a really open relationship. So, you know, as much as the addiction has been prevalent in my household, it's she's always been very loving, which is, it's always kind of different to talk about. You know, it's I've never felt not loved at the same time you know I, like i was saying i feel like there was something always a little more important but you know that, that's one thing i'm i'm thankful for you know it could be completely the other way oh like she could have been just like getting fucked up and like, rude beating the shit and, out of you yeah and, and sexual abuse has never been anything in my family which i'm so grateful for so i don't know there's just there's things to be things could be worse for sure it's a give and take situation like you can't with everyone yeah yeah i mean it's like uh you're not always going to see the negatives but it still isn't going to be affecting you um they could be like the greatest people in the world but yet you know they still have a problem and like like my uncle when he got in, in all of his um uh, act when he got in his accident so like i lost his leg and then he became addicted to his medications my mom would like tell my aunt to leave him all the time because he was addicted to medications and stuff like that. And I would always think like, well, he's like a super good dude. Like, it's just he has to take these pills. Like, he's been on these regiments for so long. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of used to them. But like, you know, every night we'd see him nodding out while he's trying to eat and shit like that. It was, I would be taking care of grown ass man when I was like. 13 14 years old man Mm -hmm. but that's how i learned how to be like uh pretty much like a a decent dude was from him like i'll just go in his garage and he would tell me everything so the accident kind of started the well the pain from the accident and then taking the pills and then it just completely went Mm -hmm. yeah so like he then he ended up like getting in two duis and then he finally had got off the sauce but like the UIs with opiates or yeah 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 i just call it sauce because it just sounds cool <laughs> but like uh and sauce, then, the sauce tablet yeah like all my uncles had drug addictions man then my other two were like addicted to cocaine and fucking the heroin and fentanyl and shit like that of their opiates pills was like a big one yeah. in my family pills 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 dog yeah and then like it, my mom i'm pretty sure she was addicted to pills for a long time too like she i don't think she'll ever admit it but she has she's been on like pain management medication for so long dude yeah that's another conversation i was having with my grandma today too is like i i want to keep my body as healthy and in good of shape as i can for as long as i can so i'm not you know seven years old and having to <clears throat> i don't want to I mean, be nothing against her at all I, I love the lady with all my heart but having to ask for something that's at my toes you know because you can't reach up there or can't clip your toenails or I, you know, I just want to be able to take care of myself and be as healthy as I can for my kids for as long as I can. I don't want to be taking, yeah, like I don't want to be taking blood pressure medication or Mm -hmm. have a stint in my heart or something like that. Got to eat all this candy in the morning, you know, (laughs) four or five medications every morning. Yeah, I mean, uh, even with all those meds, I, I mean, like, I think it's just more or less if you go to the doctor... Then they're going to start pointing all these things out that may not even be serious, but 
they start throwing you meds and that's how it starts i stay way away from the doctor i can't remember <sighs> the last time i went to the i don't like doctor. going i don't like going to the regular doctor man i fucking hate it they ask me a lot of stupid questions i don't know how to answer them sometimes <laughs> like when i went in to the hospital for my tooth bro i was in so much pain and they kept asking me all these fucking questions like are you serious right now I'm in pain. I can't talk and you're making me ask. I can't talk so many with, questions. I need to have water in my mouth at all times or else I'd be in pain. And like I to w- numb it, like cold water. I have no idea what it was, but it was like the maybe like it pressurized my mouth so that the nerve would stop vibrating, but oh. like oh, dude, I was in here crying. Oh fuck. Yeah. I was watching videos on like how to rip my tooth up and then it just seemed too unsafe. <laughs> so I just went to the hospital and they gave me a shot in my mouth. Oh, no. But like it's crazy, like, seeing so, you know, like, you, you watch your family members and stuff, then, like, they're doing all these different things, and you're trying not to repeat it. Like, when I was in high school, I, I saw all my family, family members doing pills, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do them too. So I started doing pills and stuff like that with, like, dudes from high school, and um, I started to realize, like, I was getting sick every time I would take them. Like, I would take a pill... And then once it kicked in, I'd go to smoke a cigarette and I'd throw up. There's a universe saving you. Yeah, so, like, I stopped doing it, dude. Like, <laughs> I will never take a pain pill ever again. Like, I, every time the doctor's like, hey, do you, do you want some, uh, like, pain medications or anything like that? I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I swear, like, the, I swear the universe, I don't know whether it's God or higher power or something organizing the universe, but there's been tons and tons of moments in my life and people in my life that have like had very close calls, but some things made them get away from it. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's been lots and lots and lots of s- stories and stuff like that surrounding. Yeah. Me and with me. Yeah. Like in my biggest thing, like, uh, I want like people to like be aware of is just like, w- would you want your kids to, to see all the things that you saw throughout your life and experience all the same things that you saw because it is a pattern mm-hmm. and if you and like for instance like stop stop doing that you fucking dumb dog sorry i'm trying to yell at my dogs but uh, there's patterns and then like you, you want to stop your pattern i stopped my pattern because like i don't want my kid to be like, man, I don't know if my dad's ever going to answer the phone. Like, is my dad going to talk to me today? You know? Yeah, if he's stuck somewhere or something. And, like, I've always had, like, the concern when I was a kid. Like, if I, if I really needed to call my mom, I probably could have. But she might be possibly driving drunk to come get my drunk ass. So. Yeah, but, like, I would never call my dad because my dad would be driving drunk. Yeah. He would stop and get beer on the way to go pick me up. Right. <laughs> I just want to. <laughs> would get. Like, want to be able to be there for my kids. You know? Yeah, I, I want my son to that. call me and be like, "Dad, I need your help. I need you to pick me up from this party." Right. And then I'd be like, "Well, I told you not to go to that party, but okay, I'll come get you." What's the address, fucker? Yeah, give me the address. <laughs> you know, I'll take your friends home too if they need a ride home. Like I, I just don't like. <sighs> That's where my mom made me learn how to drive stick shift before I got my license. Really. I had to drive somebody's car home. Dang. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool, man. She slacked on the other fucking three. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) They got away sly. Yeah, there's a... I mean, there's, like, so many situations that, like, I knew I got away with, and I had, like, a really cool night. My parents were cool. But, like, 
it's just letting like it's like kids are on it always gonna like try to extend whatever you give them so like if you let them play the xbox then they're gonna want to try to use the microphone too and that's a problem because like people can change their voice there's voice emulators out there oh yeah and then all they have to do is just have the kids start talking to kids into like looking at all the networking stuff and they could figure out your ip address and then figure out where you live Mm. and then start stalking your family yeah fuck that i mean that's what i'm going to school to like stop people like that but like it's like all the stuff that i learned is like super interesting because like i'm learning out all these different easy different ways that people can just figure out just from watching youtube youtube's dangerous like that bro predators are everywhere they'll cancel alex jones but they'll put a video on how to hack little kids xboxes mm-hmm. you know yeah gotta love freedom of speech yeah it's fucked up man well it alex jones like says like things that are like really really edgy and like people are just like i don't want that like they were like i said the other day before we're about to watch the new mando episode like i was telling you about how everybody wants to cancel baby yoda for eating the eggs like you can't favorite part yeah like why are like i i just don't understand why people think so much in this shit bro like (laughs) The woke culture, dude. Yeah, I don't even really know the why they call themselves the woke culture. They're the not woke, woke to shit. Woke blokes. Woke blokes. That's dude. pretty. There's a t-shirt right there. Hell yeah. A sick merch. <laughs> <laughs> not a woke bloke. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I don't know, it's just, it's, that's, that's one of the main reasons why I got off social media too. Is just like, not only do I just like sit there when I'm mad and I start arguing with people. Yeah, it's a choice that I make, and a lot of the times it's a bad one. But, like, I'll fuck, I'll just say, like, if I see something fucked up when I'm mad on a post on Facebook, I will comment on it. I don't care who you are. Like, some girl was talking about how she picks nothing but bad men, and I said, well, I mean, maybe if a nice guy hits you up, you would just deny him immediately. And it's a true thing, because she's a pretty hot chick, guaranteed if a decent person hit her up she would just be like nah ghost yeah most of that's how most of them are yeah and i said and then that but if i didn't do that i mean sometimes the things that i do it's irrational and it's ridiculous but then after a while i start to think of bits and things like that so like i i just kind of i mean i like i'm i'm a loose cannon with what i what i say and that's okay because i'm not doing like a serious job or anything like that like i'm not gonna get fired for the things i get i say so Don't get me fired, dude. Probably why I say the things I say sometimes. So but we, like, we just start our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I say so I had much. I get away from some of that craziness. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. I say a lot of crazy things, especially on the Cheapest Shack show. Especially when you listen to five Tim Dillon episodes in a row before oh, you I record. <laughs> just go so off. inspired. <laughs> Bro, I go off. <laughs> it's fun, though. I like it, and that's what's cool about it. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, hopefully we helped you guys out today. Like I said, we're just two dads. We're just we're still trying to figure things out in our lives, and uh, maybe some tidbits or our stories will help you become a better dad. And if you got tips for us, fucking email us. Um, the email will be down in the uh, f- episode notes. And yeah, we would like you guys to just like ask us questions or maybe like send some advice, and then we'll read it on on the air. Uh, it's the choice is yours. Yeah, and if you live in Arizona and have a mountain bike, 
email us oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we'll go riding for sure <laughs> for sure i'm new but I, I don't give a fuck i commit like a motherfucker hell yeah all right well have a good week gentlemen and uh make good choices have a good monday <laughs>